Welcome to the Truth Be Known podcast, bringing you the objective truth boldly, candidly, and without apology. Welcome to this week's episode. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Truth Be Known podcast. I'm Nathaniel Jolly. And I'm Eki Tepsapornchai. Well, this is going to be a short, special edition podcast for you guys. So uh, thank you for tuning in. Um, yeah, well, we a lot's going on in the world, brother. We talked a little bit about it on the last full episode, um, but Afghanistan's blown up. Um, the, the U S seems to be just out of control with the vaccines and the masks and people losing their jobs and all kinds of things. What in the world are Christians supposed to do? It seems like everything's falling apart. Yeah, th- this is, this is a hot one. And, um, I think for me personally, what, um, really hurts is to know that there has been a growing Christian, um, population out there, especially in Kabul, which by the way, that's, that's a reason to rejoice. We give thanks that God's word yeah. has been sounding forth, that people have been responding to it, that there are worshipers of Christ. Um, and, and now they're going through a very difficult, um, trial. Um, there's a lot of uncertainty in the future and some of them may already be getting persecuted as we speak. So my heart uh, goes out to them that we pray for them, that their faith remains strong, um, that the gospel would continue to sound forth and that people would uh, be converted. Um, but I, I think the temptation as we look at this, um, obviously, th- you can't look at the situation without at least giving some thought to politics, um, the political decisions that have been made. Um, the Biden administration obviously making a decision to pull out completely, saying that they're that they're fine, they can support themselves. And there's a lot of debate as to whether they really foresaw all these things coming. Maybe this was their desired outcome. I certainly hope that wasn't the case. Um, But this obviously brings us back. And and a lot of people are now debating about politics and and arguing about uh, what what, did we just waste the last 20 years. And obviously, for those who have served, um, especially in Afghanistan, I, I very much appreciate the way that you have served and in your service. And I'm sure it must be heartbreaking to see what is happening. Um, but yeah, th- this is one of those times where my heart goes first towards those um, who have been um, saved and, and are in the church and have no choice now, but to really just trust in God in this very difficult hour. Yeah, it's uh, definitely a heated conversation uh, around the world, even at the moment. And so maybe, you know, I thought we'd just take a few minutes and kind of bring a bit of a heavenly perspective. You know, how, what should Christians be doing when we're looking at the Afghanistan unfold? Um, What should our response be? How should we be praying? Who should we be angry at? Uh, who should we not yeah. be angry at? And and I guess let me say first and foremost um, that wars have been going on for all of man's history, um, and and that get, and that's important to understand. It doesn't make this one any um, any less or more um, emotional. But what it does help us do is not to feel like the world's ending tomorrow, right? Uh, wars in mankind is common. It's unfortunate. It's it's almost always rooted in sinfulness. It's tragic, but it helps us uh, kind of come up a little bit. You know, let's let's take the thirty five thousand foot perspective um, and ask the question: What should our response be? as believers. And I I think my first thing goes to what you spoke to. Um, Let's pray for the church in Kabul in Afghanistan. Um, I sent out a tweet the other day after I read some 
supposed letters from the Taliban to the church and the church's response in Afghanistan. And, you know, basically the leaders in Afghanistan, or at least many of them have said, uh, so let me back up. What they got from the Taliban is basically letters saying, we know where you are and we're coming for you. That's historically in line with the Taliban's position, right, towards Christianity, towards anything that they would associate with the Western world. But the response from the church leaders, uh, for many of them, was basically, that's fine. We're not going anywhere. We're going to meet and we will accept whatever consequences. So basically, they're going to stay. They're going to be faithful and many of them will die. In fact, many have lost their lives already. And so I think the first posture that a Christian ought to have towards all of this is to pray for the church, pray for those brothers and sisters who. Uh, have lost their lives, their families who have been lost, uh, for those who are getting persecuted. Uh, it, you know, for those who don't understand just how the Taliban o- operates to any real level, they, they don't just typically outright murder Christians, often torture, rape, things like that. Some of the most atrocious things that you you couldn't even fathom um, happen. And so, do be praying, you know, um, put that, that should be our first response. Pray for our brothers and sisters who have said, worshiping God is more important even than our lives, and we're going to be faithful. And many of them will pay uh, with their lives for that choice. Yeah, and absolutely. We we definitely want to keep them in prayer. They're our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, and uh, it's by the grace of God that we're not presently going through that right now, though you never know what can happen in the future. Um, but we know as we look back at church history, when we look back at the testimony, the witnesses that we see really just in the book of Acts and, and during biblical mm-hmm. times, um, just how the spirit of God will strengthen those who belong to Christ um, to be able to stand firm and to be able to glorify God in their speech, um, to mm-hmm. be able to share Christ, even um, facing the certainty of, of death. You know, I want to point out something else too. And uh, in this age of um, social justice and feminism and all that, um, I think it was um, Wretched Marine, uh, Chris, that, that uh, uh, reposted a, a picture of Taliban soldiers uh, rounding up women and children mm. and uh, putting them all together in front of a building and they had their guns out and whatever. And, and on the back on the building, you could see, um, I don't know if it was a billboard or a poster or what was it, but it was one of these um, the, these equality um, signs back there that talked about sexual equality. And the, the irony, the, the sad irony of that picture is that you've got women um, being herded around by men and you have a sign in the back, uh, you know, trying to press this narrative about sexual equality. Now, when I talk about that, I, I am not against, um, you know, equal rights, um, but I am against this narrative today that we've seen in the Olympics and all that, that that women and men are, are equal in their physical abilities and, you know, and, and within the church that they should be equal in their roles mm-hmm. and whatnot. I, I just want to point it out for this reason that we're seeing a very, very serious picture um, of why men, uh, mm-hmm. why, why the, the reality that we see that, that men are called to protect women and children for that exact mm-hmm. reason. Yeah. We can't expect women to be the physical protectors. Mm-hmm. Women have very equally important duties, but their duties are elsewhere. And so when we start to push these false narratives, we get uh, lost in, in this social justice. We, we don't strengthen a country, we, we weaken it. And in that picture right mm-hmm. there, you saw women unable to defend themselves uh, against the men of the Taliban um, trying to trying to put them up yeah. there. And in the um, possible future, if, you know, and I've heard that we're sending troops back into Afghanistan to try to restore stability 
which um, obviously it's it's sad given the decision that they made to pull out as quickly as they did. Um, but as as we we think about the possibility of war, and I, I did speak to someone that. Uh, talked about how we are mobilizing for um, so for some potential um, uh, conflicts against China of all places. You know, we, you know, in the event eventuality that our country is entering in those kinds of situations, men should be doing doing the fighting mm-hmm. uh, for us. Men are called to protect the women and children. Um, but yeah, with with Afghanistan, we just see tragedy after tragedy, um, just multiplying. Really, mm-hmm. um, people wanting out of the country um, because they know what's going to happen. You know, under Taliban rule, and and the other. Th- thought that comes to mind is um, is how the, um, the the religion of Islam, the, the, the Muslim faith, um, th- this is not a neutral faith. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we take pride in being a country um, where we have freedom of religion. And, um, and I understand touting that, uh, that, that principle, mm-hmm. um, but recognize that not all religions um, want to support freedom of other religions, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and uh, when you get to um, Islam, and, and especially when, when people are, are radical Islamists, and I understand there are radicals in every faith, but I, I do believe that this is taking it to its logical conclusion. Um, you get yeah. uh, this kind of violence. And and, and um, mm-hmm. you know, there were even women holding up signs um, saying that they 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 want um, their rights uh, that is even given to them by Islamic law or Islamic faith mm-hmm. restored back to them. But uh, you know, the Taliban's not going to care about that. Yeah. So we recognize though that our flesh is not against our, our war. The, the war is not against flesh and blood, but it's, mm-hmm. it's against the the spiritual realm. And and those who are these uh, even these radical leaders, they need to hear the gospel just as badly as we needed to hear it. So pray for those churches that as they are uh, about to face persecution and may already be facing persecution, that they stand strong and proclaim Christ very clearly so that there may be some yeah. in those midst that may be saved. Yeah, that's a great point, brother, uh, which which some I was going to get to and you you got to it before me. So uh, I, I appreciate that we often get to the same places uh, at the same time. Um, it, your our response as believers when we think about the Taliban is to one absolutely abhor the evil uh, that they've given themselves to, and yet, and yet, and more importantly, um, long and desire that they come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Uh, the Apostle Paul, don't forget, was a murderer. Um, not only that, actively seeking the persecution of of Christians. You go back and read. You know, he was the young Pharisee of Pharisees uh, at the stoning of Stephen, um, who everyone threw their clothes down at him, and he nodded in pr- approval. Uh, not long after that, he went and got permission right to go um, round up Christians and bring them in. Uh, right, and so um, and and God saved Paul. And here we are, you know, he wrote the majority of, of the New Testament. And so we should, uh, in our anger and hatred of evil, should long that these men come to Christ. And, you know, understand that um, the church there, for many of them, they, that's their heart. That, that's who they're witnessing to. Is this the world they live in, right? They're witnessing to in a Muslim world. And so they would desire yeah. to see these men come to Christ. Um, and and uh, many of their responses, if they're biblical, would be that of Stephen, that of Christ. Um, you know, that as they speak truth, as they stand for the gospel of Christ, willing to give their lives, it's so that some of these men may come to Christ. And so I think we need to be very careful that we don't um, become 
uh, we, we don't we don't start hating these men yeah. um, in such a way that we no longer desire for their salvation. And I think that's a real danger because the evil that um, that they belong to, right? They're of their father, the devil, at the moment. Uh, it, it's so. It's so um, unmitigated, unlike here, right? There's no restriction of the laws uh, that we look at that. And, and it's very easy to think, man, those guys just, they deserve hell. We don't want their salvation. Don't ever let yourself, dear Christian, get to that place. Christ came um, so that the most vile of men uh, would be saved. And, you know, the Apostle Paul goes back and says, remember, you were like some of them. Right, and he gives that whole long list, and so pray for the church, pray for the salvation of these men. Um, it, you know, I, I think pray for courage for the church, um, for for most of the Christian church, right outside of the West, they live in a more first century church reality than we do, right? They pay and are willing to pay uh, with their lives for the sake of the gospel in very real ways. And so we're just getting to see this because we have all the yeah. social media, uh, just horrendous things that your average civilian would never see, right? Um, people dead on the street and all this uh, sort of uh, grotesque uh, things that are just reality for these guys. So do pray for them. I think the other thing is um, how do Christians respond? Uh, pray for our leaders, um, right. And I know, I know that for the guys who are upset, okay, so people on both ends of the political spectrum are upset with the current administration. We've been seeing that over and over. Um, you can have your opinions, you can be upset, uh, but scripture is quite clear, right? Uh, the Apostle Paul writing to Timothy, I think it's in First Timothy, if I'm not mistaken, talks about praying for those in government, your leaders. Right. Yep. You need to understand when he wrote that, Nero was the emperor, yeah. right? Nero, who burned uh, most of Rome, blamed it on Christians. Um, the worst persecution uh, that we know was under Nero. Um, I mean, he would burn Christians alive, basically for entertainment as torches. Um, and yet, Paul's telling Timothy and, and the Christians of the day, pray for these men, um, right? And so, we need to be praying that God would uh, work in our administration, that he would give um, you know, godly, wise men as counsel to Biden and to the generals and to these guys. Um, and, and then, you know, the last thing I would say is we just pray for God's mercy and grace on, that, on the whole situation. Um, understand God's sovereign, right? None of this is uh, taking God by surprise. Um, we understand and trust that he will be glorified in this. And at the same time, we grieve and we ask for his mercy, yeah, we often talk about both the sovereignty of God as well as the responsibility of man mm -hmm. um, being both realities um, in, yep. in our existence. And who knows when we think about the sovereignty of God, it's, you know, we will look at the last 20 years and say, was this off or not? Because we're about to hit the 20 year anniversary of 9 11. Um, and, and as we see these images of these, um, these individuals for Taliban taking over, a lot of these folks um, in Taliban were probably even too young to even remember 9 11 mm -hmm. when, when this all started. And so, while we may be tempted to say, were the 20 years a complete waste, um, who knows? Uh, by the grace of God, he may have been allowing this time so that the church could actually grow and get to this point that they could actually be a, a witness uh, for God when 
when he um, allows the persecution to resume again. So th this could be a part of God's plan that he would establish at least enough, enough of a Christian voice um, that people would hear um, the truth even as they're being persecuted. And you mentioned the Apostle Paul, you mentioned the, the Deacon Stephen, both of them being great examples because Stephen had not been a Christian for very long before he was stoned to death. And he mm -hmm. said, Father, forgive them. Um, basically saying very similar to what uh, Jesus had said. He said, do not hold this sin against them, which basically means that Stephen was calling for God to save them. And who was saved mm -hmm. amongst that group? Well, none other than Paul himself, who initially had approved of that persecution but then turned around, uh, was saved by God and, and turned around and was willing to give up his own life for that sake. <clears throat> yeah. Now, in terms of um, the human responsibility side of all this, um, yes, of course, elections have consequences. And we yeah. think about a lot of the um, really poor justification that that was made um, in the last election cycle, the, cons the overriding concern uh, that we heard over and over again about Christian nationalism and, and how that was the biggest issue facing this nation. And I recently tweet, tweeted, Christian nationalism was never never the biggest issue. Now, I'm not saying there are some people that take it too far. There are people that do that. They viewed Trump as a messianic hero. They, 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 they viewed this nation as really being modern day Israel. And, and uh, we're kind of, uh, you know, uh, living out uh, the, those promises and whatnot. And this is God's holy nation and whatnot. And that's not that, that's not it. Um, that that's that's not it at all. So um, we understand that uh, that we aren't to to view um, our leaders in our nation in that way. And yet, what the way we are to view them, as you mentioned, we're to honor them. We are to pray for them. Even Peter, during the time of Nero, he says, "Honor the king." Right. So he tells them, even as uh, Christians were being persecuted that that time, he basically mimics what Paul said as well. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, we we recognize that you know what, a lot of the narratives that. People have tried to push upon us, even from others who would call themselves Christians. Um, they were false. Um, yeah. they, they were yeah. faulty. That is not the biggest issue because what we see unfolding now had nothing to do with Christian nationalism. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we don't have to agree with our politicians to pray for them, right? That wasn't the command. It wasn't if yeah. you agree with them, pray for them. Um, and, and I think the, the thing that should come first and foremost is if we have government leaders who don't know Christ, then that's how you pray for them, right? right? Um, wicked men make wicked decisions. Um, and, and in fact, they don't even have the ability to really be righteous in this in the same way that a believer does um and so you know pray for look we we really we have an administration that's just totally and utterly godless um if you deny that then you're just blind um and so whether you agree with a lot of their policies or you don't pray for their salvation right, uh, right. because salvation changes everything genuine regeneration changes how a person views the world um, it changes the authority that they have in their lives, and ultimately, it affects the decisions they make. And that's extremely important in all of our lives, but it's especially important in the lives of those who govern, right? Uh, you had, if you have wicked governors, then you're, you're going to get a lot of what we get today. Um, so, yeah, be angry at the evil, uh, but pray, you know, for the church. Pray that. Um, well, and here's another thing. I was thinking, uh, if you really want to honor the Christians who are likely going to die over the next days and weeks and months, then don't hate the very people who they're dying to try to save. Yeah, right. Right. A good, great point. Um, great point. They're giving their lives, many of them, right? And I'm speaking in generalities, but many of them will give their lives hoping that the gospel of Christ transforms some of 
their their uh, their persecutors. Um, and so, if you really want to honor the Christians who are going to suffer, um, pray God would give them strength. Pray God would give them peace, and pray that God would use. Uh, those sacrifices for his glory by bringing many of these wicked men to know himself. Um, If you find yourself just absolutely distraught and depressed and angry, just unplug, go to the scriptures. Uh, We spend far too much time on social media and on news and just taking in um, just all of this, just terrible stuff. And we forget the scripture tells us to focus on what's good and what's beautiful and what's right and what's holy. Um, you know, so if, if you find yourself just overwhelmed, maybe take a break and unplug, you know, and pray, pray that God would give you the right heart. Um, there's nothing we can do about this situation, but pray. And that's the reality of it. Uh, you know, you, Amen. there's nothing we can do. As civilians at this moment, uh, the government is in control. The people who can do something are doing something, um, whether we agree with it or not. And so, what we can do is pray. Um, And yeah, so I think as things unfold, and this won't be the only time, you know, we've been there for over 20 years or almost 20 years, as you said. We haven't, most of us haven't thought about the atrocities that have been going on this whole time. This is nothing new. Uh, And and for anyone who's traveled the world, who's been uh, around underground church, who's been in other countries, uh, horrendous things happen all the time. It's just, this is blown up. It's come to a point of, you know, just not national, but uh, world recognition because of the way we pulled out. And so, we're getting to see uh, some of what these people have lived through for the last 20 years, yeah. right? Um, I mean, the, the Taliban, you made a good point. I- Islam is an absolutely evil religion. And, and I, I think we've gotten so ecumenical in the West that we kind of embrace everything. And when you get um, culturalized religious people, and what do I mean by that? So here, if we we would say the cultural Christian isn't a real Christian, right? Uh, They're just a Christian because they think they live in a Christian country or great-grandma was a Christian. Um, Thank God that a a large group of Muslims who would say they're Muslims aren't really. uh, They're cultural Muslims, right? Their family is, they live in the country. Uh, You need to understand that's God's grace on us, Mm -hmm. uh, on the world, really. Um, Because Islam, if you follow it, you get exactly what you see in the Taliban. Um, These guys aren't extremists. They're faithful Islamists. They're faithful Muslims. Um, And and if that is hard for you, then there's plenty of material to help you understand, uh, you know, what what they're doing. And so, yeah, pray for these guys, pray for their salvation. Uh, If you're feeling overwhelmed, unplug. But I think my my, um, you know, my pastoral hat says, um, really guard your heart against hate that is just totally antithetical to where we should be as Christians. Yes, hate the wickedness, hate the sinfulness, desire with all your heart that these men would come to know Christ. Amen. Um, well said. And uh, just um, realize that God is sovereign over all circumstances, even what we see uh, before us. It doesn't mean that there is no responsibility. There is responsibility. Um, But Romans 8, 28, God causes all things to come together for good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Yep. Amen. So, thank you guys for listening to this little special episode. I hope that it's been helpful to you. Hope that it encourages you. Um, I think it was Charles Spurgeon who uh, said that 
the sovereignty of God was the pillow in which he rested his head at night. Yep. And so, let it be the pillow in which you rest your head at night. God is still on his throne that will never change. Um, and in that, we can take great comfort. So, thank you for listening. And until next time, let the truth be known. The Truth Be Known podcast is a theologically driven, gospel-centered program serving the body of Christ by bringing biblical truth to bear on issues facing the church today. Subscribe to the Truth Be Known podcast by using the podcast app on your Apple or Android device or listen online at strivingforeternity.org in the podcast section.